How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, July the 14th as we are officially 10 days away from Philadelphia Phillies baseball. Cannot wait. The excitement is there. Um, it seems like the Phillies have a, a handle right now on, on who's in camp, on the testing. We haven't heard any other issues so far, which is really good to hear. Um, it seems like actually around baseball, for the most part, we're not hearing the same type of issues we were when, when camp started up, which makes a lot of sense too. You know, you're just getting started. You're, you're, using that infrastructure that you put in for the first time and, um, you know, ironing out the kinks. And we hope, we think, that, that baseball has um, has worked on that and, and should be in, in solid shape moving forward. Certainly, the Phillies have not had any issues, which is nice, which is exciting. Again, it, it it it's one of those things that's sneaking up on us. You know, all of a sudden we waited so long, so long baseball to just start and now all of a sudden it's right around the corner uh, you know i mean um it's really exciting I, I can't wait for the phillies to be playing some baseball and i want to talk today about the uniqueness of the season itself and you know we've um not many really phillies issues to discuss today we're going to get into um more discussion there the one thing uh, that we've already talked about is the the open competition center field between roman quinn and adam Hazley and um, you know, the hope that Hazley can win the job, I think Quinn gives you more as a versatile weapon off the bench and a fill-in. Um, but regardless, inside of that, not too many um, lineup construction issues or whatever to discuss, and we'll dive more into the Phillies and how they approach this this season. But I want to talk just in general about the uniqueness of this season itself and the many different factors. We talked a little bit about how different the game's going to look, how different the game's going to feel, what that's going to be like, and ultimately how I believe that that is going to um, be one of the predominant factors in how this season is ultimately decided. Obviously, next week we'll, and later this week, we'll start to get into some real season prediction stuff. You know, we're going to, the 60-game season predictions, um, you know, obviously how the Phillies will finish, uh, playoffs or not, award winners, who's going to have a good season, who, who can we count on, all that type of stuff is coming, but... Um, just today, I want to talk again about the, the game itself, 
and how unique and different it's going to be for a season. First and foremost, obviously, the 60 games alone, we all know how, how unique that's going to be, that it is um, two months of a season, and that's it. And the fact that, you know, again, those first 10 to 15 games, really the first, think about it this way, the first two weeks of the season are a quarter of the season. We've done a quarter of the season in two weeks. Two weeks into a Major League Baseball season, you're just you're settling in to even start thinking about Things again. I don't even really check the standings till till mid May, June. You know, for with any real veracity or anything like that. It's just um, it all seems so meaningless early on um, because we know we know what a grind it is. We know what a um, what a uh, sprint. You know, what a uh, a marathon and not a sprint it is. And um, this is a pure sprint. This is going to be so unique to see how teams handle this. I think there's going to be so many fascinating managerial decisions earlier in the season teams playing to win games in ways they normally would not teams potentially using players in ways they would have not um you know overusing pitchers i know girardi we, we've heard him talk about um the the concept of of you know you want to play to win every game but at the same time you also want to make sure that you don't overuse your guys you know that that you could get yourself in a situation where come the end of the season you know you're you're down players because you, you worked them too hard and all that. So it's going to be a real balancing act. And I, I think that man, I've said this before, as we've talked about Girardi, but I think having a manager who's got his finger on the pulse, a manager who um, can kind of know where his players are at, know what's going on in his clubhouse, know what's going on um, in games, how players are feeling. All that. It's going to be so important this year. It's going to be more important than ever. It's going to be such a massive factor on how this season plays out. And again, I think the 60 games of it all is probably the most unique part of all of this. And and playing with no fans in the stands is pretty damn unique too. And we'll get to that coming up. And Matt Breen, a really good article on the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer uh, about what the uh, what the Phillies are going to do this year. We'll get it again. We'll get to what the game's going to look like in Philadelphia specifically um, in, in a few. Um, but... Um, outside of the, the no fans in the stands and how they're they're combating that, I think you know just the sixty games. The fact that this is a sprint to the finish is the most unique thing of this season, and it is certainly the most unique aspect of any baseball season that we've ever seen. The idea that a sixty game season will determine who's making the playoffs and who ultimately win the World Series, quote unquote, the World Series, um, is incredibly unique, and and I think it's totally going to change the way teams approach the season, both the way they approach the season prior to the season, and then how they approach the season on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Again, like if you start off... Again, if you start off 2-10, and 10, I mean, you're going to see teams start to think about next season already. Already. It's over. It's done. Certainly, especially the teams were expected to be that way. And as I've said many times, I think it's going to be a really unique season from a standings perspective. I think it's really hard to predict who's going to win it all this year because... Um, again, more than any other year, yes, talent matters. Like I just said, I think managers will matter a lot this year. But I think this is the most unique year we've ever had in terms of it's really going to be which group of guys in a human way responds the best to these unbelievably unique and and in a lot of ways um, difficult, scary, intimidating, whatever circumstances, whoever responds the best to that is going to win. You know, I know it sounds simple, but talent will matter. Don't get me wrong, but but ultimately, I think the team it's it's going to be a combination of talent manager and the team that has the guys that handle the situation the best. 
this is such a unique situation. Again, guys are, are risking their health, you know, at, at all times. That's something that's always present, omnipresent, hovering over this season. It's hovering over this season for us as fan base, right? It's like we talk about it nonstop. Where are they going to finish this and that? What could happen? The testing this and that. Like we're obsessing with it. Think about the guys who are there. Think about the players who every time they, they come near another player, a player on opposing team, this or that, they're thinking, you know, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is intimidating. This is scary. This is a risk at all times. So it's going to be what team, what players are best able to compartmentalize that, to take those outside factors, to take those um, human emotions and find a way to put them in the right perspective that they need them to be in in order to go out and perform their task, their duty, what they do best. Like, I, I think that's something that we, we are not talking about enough but is going to end up deciding this season is mental toughness, mental fortitude, the ability to handle this situation. I truly believe that. And look, maybe it is the fact that not only are the Dodgers the most talented team, but the Dodgers also are the most mentally tough team. It could play out that way. We could see the Dodgers come in and, and use their talent and also be mentally tough and, and win a World Series. The Astros are one of those teams. But again, I think there's a certain level of talent where it's the, the Mets, the Phillies range, the, the 13, or 12, 13 teams in baseball who in this unique year have just enough talent that if they get a combination of things, injury luck for certain, that is going to be massive. Injuries are going to play a massive role in deciding the season, period, end of story. We all know it. COVID luck, same thing. You know, Both those things combined, keeping your players on the field this season is going to be paramount to success. And it is going to be something that in, in – look, that's something that matters every year, right? You know, like injury luck is a massive factor of any season. This season, even more so because it's such a smaller sample size, such a shorter game, so much higher variance. But in addition to that, I, I think – Mental toughness, mental fortitude, compartmentalizing, the ability to go out and play baseball every day and focus on that and put yourself fully into that, into the mindset you need to be in to have success on a night-to-night basis without letting those other factors overwhelm you. And there are going to be teams that are going to be worse at that than others, and there are going to be teams that are better at that than others. And and that's why I think Girardi is so important. Because I do think the person at the top on a day-to-day basis, that manager, can have a big impact on, on players' mindsets, on how they approach things. And I will say this Phillies team does seem to have a, a pretty good outlook, at least from everything we've heard and everything we've seen. they got a lot of baseball guys on the team. You know, uh, the Harper, Romuto, McCutcheon you know, triad at the top. You know, the guys who are kind of the, the de facto leaders of this team, it appears, um, are, are all baseball guys who seem invested, seem like they're having fun, seem ready to play. So... Um, look, I, I think it's going to be unique. I think that's really the word. It's going to be unique. It's going to be unpredictable um, more than ever. So much variance. Again, a team could get off to a 10-2 and two start and ride that to the playoffs. 10-2 and two and then play 500 baseball. You're making the playoffs. Think about that. You know what I mean? Like that kind of start and then you're a mediocre team the rest of the way. You're making the playoffs because it's that small season, that little time for other teams to differentiate from a record perspective. So, I mean, if you if you uh, you know if you start ten and two or ten and three and you go five hundred, I mean you're six, seven, eight games over five hundred. The rest of the, you know in total at the end of the season, you're making the playoffs. So um, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be unique. I, I think it's so absolutely impossible to predict what's going to happen. I really do. I think it's going to be such a unique season. Obviously, 
you still, because we don't know who among these teams is going to have the mental toughness, the mental fortitude, um, obviously, um, you know, we can't know that. But at the same time, um, I do think it's going to be a factor. And I think it's not just going to be talent. Talent could be and will be a factor, as always, and, and manager and all that stuff. But I do think that the way players respond is going to make a, a massive difference on how this season plays out. And again, they're responding to a unique thing. Like we just talked about all the, the um, outside factors that could influence the season in terms of the, the COVID stuff and the ability for players to go and really focus on what they have to do and be able to compartmentalize and all that. But also, again, the, the uniqueness of the games itself. And I mentioned that Matt Bream article. I think now's a good time to mention that because it's not just going to be the players finding a way to um, – deal with the uniqueness of a 60-game season with all these outside factors being a part of that season. And, and again, the COVID part of it being omnipresent throughout the season, throughout everything they do, every morning, all the testing, all that. It's, it's omnipresent. It's part of it. It's everything. You know, it's, it's just aware. They are aware of it. They are is influ- influencing everything they do. Um, but also, again, like the uniqueness of, of how the actual games will work is going to be something that's very different for players. Baseball players – are creatures of habit. I mean, that's how you do 162 games. You you have routines. You go about your business. You you have a, a way to get through habits, routines, all this stuff to get through the day, to get through the week, to get through such a long gruel of a season. I mean, this season, a lot of that is, is obviously upended, you know, from from obviously the, the COVID restrictions that change the way players go about things. And also, again, playing games in an empty stadium, you know, not being able to spit not being able to uh, high-five or be near teammates, you know, not being able to uh, potentially putting a mask on when a runner's on first base. Reese Hoskins has talked about that. He said when opposing runner's on first base that he's considering wearing a mask. I mean, think about that, you know, and, and, and power, you know, good good on him, you know, all, all power to you, all, uh, you know, respect to that because, you know, that's smart. Be safe, be smart. Um, but, I mean, the idea that we'll be watching a baseball game and that the first baseman we stand there with a runner on first and the first baseman's wearing a mask. I mean, that is, again, to use the word of the day, it's unique. It's unique, and I, and I think it's all, obviously, for us. You know, we're talking about how it's going to influence players, but obviously for us, the way we view the game is going to be so massively unique and different. Um, but also, again, for the players. Let, let's dive into this Breen article because there is a lot of a lot of things the Phillies are going to be doing to kind of make it an interesting and certainly unique in-stadium experience. Um, so Breen says... What does the Philly fanatic do without fans? How do you make an empty ballpark not sound eerily quiet? And what can you do with more than 40,000 unoccupied blue seats? We're trying to make it as normal as possible, Philly's executive vice president David Buck said, as the team prepares to play 30 games at Citizens Bank Park amid this pandemic, uh, the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Here's from the Breen article. He says, the Phillies will pump in canned crowd noise through their PA system. They will have cardboard cutouts of fans that will fill the seats. And the team's most popular mascot will roam the ballpark alone while practicing social distancing. So some thoughts here, and we'll we'll go through this here. He says the Phillies will begin their 60-game schedule uh, season at home on July 24th, and they are trying to make a season played during a pandemic not feel like a season played during a pandemic. Buck says uh, some of these meetings have been pretty interesting because there's so many different ideas. He said of the team's plans. And some sound good until you say, how exactly would that work again? So the article goes on. The crowd noise, which will be audible on the TV broadcast, will be audio tracks pulled from Sony's popular video game, MLB The Show. Weird. Weird. 
the Phillies will use the crowd noise on Sunday when they play an exhibition game against Baltimore. The cheers, maybe even some South Philly boos, won't be for just the game's big moments. Um, Buck said uh, it's a competitive issue because you don't want it to be so quiet in there. Say a catcher is moving inside or outside. You don't want the batter to be able to hear that. You want the batter to be able to hear the shortstop yell to the second baseman, move over to your left. You do need some ambient noise in there. You don't want to blare it out and be ridiculous, but you do need to be fair. Okay, um, fascinated by this. I think this is such a fascinating aspect of this season, the fake crowd noise. Um, I think those reasons all make a ton of sense. We heard Joe Girardi talk about that too uh, last week, the idea that, um, you know, like a catcher, he mentioned that, a catcher moving from side to side that a batter could know where a pitch is going because he can hear a catcher move. That's a, a fascinating point that I would never have thought of before because you don't think about those little tiny intricacies that, that don't matter because they're fans. There's noise, you know. It's um, Now, again, there have been games played with very few people in stadiums, so I, I do think that it is maybe slightly overblown, you know. Again, the Marlins have games where they have a thousand people in the stands you know you're not hearing those thousand people that much that you can't hear something that close to you so um i think it might be a little overblown but look i do think that i think that it's going to make it feel a little more natural now it is a hard job for the operator whoever is in charge of pumping up and playing down and the ambient noise and you know when to when to you know pump it and when to tighten it in and all that type of stuff i think it's a tough job it is a tough job, and I think that you know maybe it, it could have a learning curve. Um, but I do think on a basic level, I think it will feel more normal to watch it that way. I think it will be more um, comfortable to watch a game that way. And I do think that for the players in the stands, if nothing else, just from a feeling normal perspective, um, I think it will help. And, and I do buy the – maybe not the, the catcher moving over one quite as much as – because that is – theoretically audible in, in stadiums. But, like, yeah, you probably can't hear the second baseman and third baseman going back and forth in a, if there are a 1,000 people in stands or if there's any noise going on there. And, and you, I'm sure you can um, in an empty, cavernous stadium like that. So uh, I'm all for it. I'm fine with it. I don't mind them having to do any of this type of stuff to make it feel real. But, again, I do think there is the potential for it to be a little awkward on television and in person too, but for us, for the fans. A little awkward on television at first, and I do think there could be a learning curve for the person operating it. Like you need to, you need to be on that. It needs to sound natural. Like if there's a weird crowd swell at a weird time, it's gonna, it's gonna seem weird. Um, so I think that's gonna be really fascinating to see how that plays out, how that goes, how what kind of an impact that has on the, the experience of of watching it, of of whatever. Um, moving on, I, I do love the idea. Of the cardboard cutouts in the fans, cause, cause, why not? Um, I mean, I just think it's a neat thing when you're looking at it. Uh, here's from the Breen article. He says the fans might not be in the seats this summer, but they will still be given the chance to have their likenesses in them. Several teams have rolled out plans for fans to purchase cardboard cutouts to occupy the seats, and the Phillies should announce their plan soon. I love that idea. Love it. Love, 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 love it. Think about this. You're watching a game. You're seeing ticket all. You're watching a game. They pan by your seat, and you see a picture of yourself in the seat. I mean, that's fun, right? I mean, it's fun. It's super neat. And if nothing else, look, it's going to look weird with empty seats to begin with if they're just all empty. Like, why not have the cardboard cutouts? It's going to look weird, too, but at least it's fun weird. It's kitschy. It's different. It adds a a layer of, um, like, good humor almost to it. Again, a layer of um, just just fun and... and um, making it feel a little less 
you know, um, a little less empty in there, even though it, it clearly is empty in there. You know, it's a little less. There's just um, something cool about the idea. Buck says they have something cool planned for the first three games of the cardboard cutout. So um, I think that's going to be neat. I, I'm a fan of the cardboard cutout idea, a fan of, of anything unique like that to try and um, – Try and make this feel less strange because it's going to feel strange. Again, even the air high fives, the this, that. Like, there are so many aspects of this that are going to be so unique, so strange watching baseball um, in this way that we have never never seen, you know. And, and again, I think it's also going to be – it's fascinating that the difference between the fan experience and the player experience this year because obviously before there's fan experience in the ballpark and the players and the fans are sharing an experience in a lot of ways – um, whereas now it's the, the players have this unique, weird experience of, of the fake crowd noise there and no fans and they know there's no fans and the, you know, not being near players and all that stuff. And we at home are watching this unique experience for the players play out for us, which is also super unique. Um, so I, I think it's just going to be such a fascinating season. Uh, I like that the fanatics going to be there doing stuff, um, Buck said the first game he's not really going to be sure what to do, and then by the third game he's going to have three really cool plans. Um, he'll be running around Ashford Alley, even though it'll be closed. He'll be doing stuff like that. Like why not? Let the fanatic, as long as he's not, um, as long as there's no social distance issues and you know not near players and stuff. Like let him have his, you know, reign of the stadium. I mean, why not? Like add some fun to it. Again, I think that anything that can be done this year in this season, especially again talking about the overwhelming. Um, you know, level of, of kind of concern surrounding this season and concern going back to play. And, and obviously the virus is still running rampant in, in America and certainly particularly in certain states, states that will have baseball games being played and all that type of stuff. So there's, there's a general fear. Obviously, there's a general um, just uncomfortable feel surrounding the season. And I think that any way that, you know, baseball can, can try and make it fun and, and make it look, again, to the point of, you know, the, the reason baseball is coming back is obviously for them, for money and all that. But for us, the reason we care about baseball coming back is that you know, we it matters to us. And, and obviously it doesn't matter as much as a lot of the important things happening in the world right now and happy in America right now. But it still matters. And culturally it's significant to us. And it's something that brings us together and, and something that we care about, we talk about, we um, analyze, and it takes up our free time. We want to give our free time to it. We want to think about baseball. We want to watch baseball. We want to talk about baseball. It's something that matters. And they're coming back. They're attempting to do this. And there's a lot of things to be scared of with that. There's a lot of fears and concerns and worries to have. But at the same time, they're coming back. And the whole point of them coming back, at least for us as fans, is so that we can enjoy it. So that we can have that distraction. We can have that source of entertainment. That source of love for us. We love the Philadelphia Phillies. We care about the Phillies. Like that's something we can care about and can help take our mind off some of the, the tougher things that people are going through right now. And I, I do think there's a place for that. I think that matters. I think there's an importance to it. Again, on a small scale compared a small scale compared to some of the other things happening, but it, it still does matter. And if they're gonna do it, which they're doing it, like have fun with it. Like make it unique, make it different. Put cardboard cutouts in the stands. Let the fanatic have his, you know, have have is whatever he wants to do in Citizen Bank Park that that is safe and he can do to go do it and to put it on TV and show us that and have fun, you know, with the broadcast. Have Greg Murphy doing weird things with empty stands and talking to cutouts and just be weird. Have fun with it. Do do. This is so unique. It is a unique 
situation that we will hopefully never ever be in again. And I think that the Phillies would should do this. I think they should really, you know, embrace the uniqueness of it and um, have fun with it because I think that that'll help the players have fun. It'll help the fans have fun. And ultimately, baseball is coming back. We should have fun with it. Like why, you know, it's either going to work or it's not. That's out of my control. It's out of your control. All we could do is appreciate that we have it while we have it. And I'm, that's what I'm going to do. You know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm excited. I can't wait to see baseball again. I'm so ready for it. And I'm going to embrace the uniqueness of the season. I'm going to embrace the the variants. I'm going to embrace the, again, I've already said, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm putting an asterisk on the title. It's not like I'm looking at this as some amazing accomplishment for whatever team wins it, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to like root my butt off for the Phillies and be invested in it. Like, Baseball's back. It's exciting. We waited a long time for it. I think it's okay to be excited about it and to embrace the uniqueness of the season because it's going to be super unique. We just talked about it. 60 games, sprint to the finish. I'm really pumped. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'm happy that anyone listening to this is probably just as on board as I am. And um, We're going to roll to the season together, and it's going to be super fun, and we're going to, again, get into some season predictions. We'll talk about the division. We'll talk about how the Phillies shake out against some of the other National League teams and um, how I could see this thing shaking out. But I, I think on a basic level, uh, just today, the message is, you know, um, it's not perfect. It's not exactly what we wanted. And there's still a lot of reasons to be nervous and, and concerned, but baseball's coming back next week and, and it's okay to get really excited about it. And that's where I'm at. So, um, everyone stay safe. Say LD will continue to preview the Phillies this week, bring some excitement with baseball coming back and, and, uh, you know, kind of just make our way to next Friday. Give us Phillies baseball. That's what we need. So until then again, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies today, right here on Phillies 24 seven network. How powerful is Cox internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.